Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. Today's episode, we're going to talk about rest. We actually just got back, Jenna and I, from a weekend retreat in Utah and thought it was a great opportunity to open up conversation about this topic, knowing that a lot of us struggle to find periods of stopping or stillness or rest in our life. While we were away, um, a loved one of mine asked where I was. I sent them the link and then sent a message back and said, you know, I'm really proud of you for taking that time to to rest or good for you. And I watched this immediate reactive response come up of this sort of shame or guilt of like, oh my God, you know, is, are they being sarcastic? Do they really mean that? And I felt guilty for a moment that I had taken time away. We were gone for three or four days. I didn't bring my computer. I only worked a little bit from my phone. And while I watched that reactive response come up, I also was present with myself in that moment and realized just how full circle really my relationship with rest has come and how grateful I am to be in the presence of allowing rest and also now taking that acknowledgement from this loved one of saying, you know, good for you. I'm really proud of you and changing and reframing my response to I'm really proud of me too, because at this point too, that rest and this weekend away while it was, yes, very restful and very rejuvenating, and I'm very grateful for that, it was also so necessary. So while this person was, you know, applauding me for doing so, I was also thinking in the back of my mind, well, yeah, this is just sustainability. Like I actually needed to schedule this in because it's the most responsible thing I actually could have done so that I can come back and jump in the game and actually have energy and resources to be present to deliver and create what I need to. I mean, rest is just that. It's the period of time, whether it's when we're sleeping or just taking a moment where we are able to replenish our resources. And to speak to your point, Jenna, we all need that. Yet, and thank you for sharing that experience you had with that text, um, because I think a lot of us can probably resonate with that. There's many different reasons why we don't find frequent moments of rest in our life. And one of them is the shame or the meaning that we assign to rest. Rest means or taking a restful moment means I'm selfish. Maybe it means I'm privileged that I can even do that. When the reality is, like I was saying, rest is an integral part of healing for all of us. Others struggle to rest because when we attempt to stop, we can't. Our body, our energy, we don't feel safe in, in that stopped mode, or we feel just such an agitation of energy that we can't find that moment of stillness. So for whatever reason it is for each of you listening, chances are, a lot of us aren't resting enough. I giggled as you said that because while we're recording this, uh, the most recent episode that was released to you guys was the episode on why you need to celebrate yourself and the feedback from that and the, really the affirmation and validation from everyone saying how, how timely it was for them, how necessary and how affirming it was to just hear, you know, I am right on track where I need to be. I do need to and I do deserve to take that moment in the morning to celebrate myself for putting my feet on the ground or getting out of bed or brushing your teeth, whatever little thing it is, because we skip right over them. So it makes me laugh when you say, you know, really bottom line is we need to rest. We don't rest enough. And I can see the applause and the <laughs> praise from so many people and that validation when it really is true. And so many of us are detached from even the awareness of knowing that we need to rest or even allowing ourselves to get to a place of acknowledging that we do. 
many of us struggle to acknowledge, I think, the need for rest, again, because of maybe messages that we were told about rest or being still in childhood or messages that we received when we weren't resting. So for me, as someone who liked to do and keep myself busy and achieve, as I like to describe it, um, those were the moments when I was doing, going, achieving that I felt validated. I felt like I was being loved and my family was connected to me. Um, and I felt like I was really being seen. So with that meaning around activity, right, the lack of activity for me made me feel empty, absent, like I wasn't really there. Um, so for a very long time, I struggled to even acknowledge that my body actually did need to stop, did need to take those moments. Because in those moments, when I wasn't showing up for my relationships or when I wasn't checking off my to-do list, that absence of that doing really left me feeling empty. So it was a really uncomfortable space, again, for me, all based in these meanings that my mind assigned. And that uncomfortability a lot of the time comes from things that are new. So if you're not, you know, programmed or accustomed to having a ritual of restfulness or prioritizing rest and relaxation really in at least your week or even a couple of moments throughout your day, then it's going to feel uncomfortable because it's not something that you're used to doing. And while I've been thinking about rest this morning, you know, knowing that we were going to sit down and record this episode, I've really been challenging the people who are listening. So you guys who are listening that have incredibly full schedules, incredibly full days, maybe your parents or caretakers, you're doing A through Z every moment of the day. And this idea of rest, or, you know, you hear us say we went away for three or four days and I can see a lot of people mm -hmm. saying, we're thinking, you know, well, that must be nice. And you know what? It is nice. And it is nice. And it's something that we've created for ourselves. And rather than looking at things from this old perspective or this old view that I'd have where I do feel guilt or shame around it, or where I feel like I have to, you know, stand up for why it was okay for me to take time off. Instead, I see it now as a space for me to really want to acknowledge myself, acknowledge us and be really proud of the care that I'm taking for myself, not to, you know, praise me and say, oh, look, look how good you are. But more so to say, you know, Jenna, good job. You're an adult who is responsible for taking care of you. No one else here is responsible for taking care of me. Not my partners, not anyone around me. It's me. And if I'm choosing not to show up for me, not to you know, fill up my cup, not to rest, not to replenish my resources. I have nothing to give to anyone around me. I have nothing to give to my work or creation. I can't be of service to anyone else. I can't expand. I can't grow because I have no energy. Just much like food has calories, I literally would have nothing in me to keep going. So I'd be an empty engine who has this expectation of, you know, changing and growing and wanting to show up so greatly for the people around me, but yet I've never actually taken the time to do that for myself. So for everyone listening, I do understand so many of you have such full schedules and some of you are, you know, looking to really get down to the core of what you want to do and what you want to be creating your time with. So wherever you are on that spectrum, I'd invite you to just be really ruthlessly honest with yourself here and and really accept and 
just be truthful with yourself that the fact is you're responsible for carving out that time. So even if you're getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning already and going to sleep at you know, whatever time you are, five minutes of your day, three minutes of a silent meditation, starting somewhere wherever you are is the only thing that's going to keep you moving. What I, what came to mind when I, when I heard you talking, Jenna, was this idea of rest as being an earned, like we earn our opportunity to rest, whether or not it's because we fulfilled all of our obligations, checked off our to-do list, you know, been validated and affirmed by all these different ways we've shown up. I think a lot of us very much do have that idea that rest is only something that we earn. Once we get to some finish line, then I can gift myself that opportunity to stop. And I saw a lot of that in my own thinking mind where unless I really did complete my whole to-do list, I wouldn't let myself sit on the couch. I wouldn't let myself put that TV on. It was like that was my reward at the end of my accomplishment. And so I love what you're offering now. And to add on to this reframe, I want to everyone listening, I really hope you acknowledge that rest is a human need. It's a need our body has because in those moments of rest, whether or not it's just we're stopping to take a few moments like you're suggesting we do, or we're in sleep, the ultimate rested state, our body our organs, our cells, our brain, it needs that time to replenish its energy, to replenish and clean out the debris from the day in terms of its cellular waste. We need rest. So I can't stress that enough, especially for those of you listening who have that same mindset that rest is only something I earn. Your body actually has that core need. It needs that time to rest and to replenish. While we each have the same core needs like rest, how we rest is going to look different for each of us. You're all uh, unique beings. You're all going to have unique ways that do replenish you. Something that replenishes me might be something that depletes Nicole. So this is a space for you too to, again, be witness to yourself, pay attention. Think of when you have the most energy, when you feel the most present. Is that after eight hours of sleep? Is that you know after a jog or a moving meditation? it's going to be different for each person. And each person really is responsible for knowing yourself. You're going to be the one who knows yourself best to choose for yourself how you do fill up your cup. And you might notice some changes. You might notice that your energy is different in spaces now than it was in the past. You're an evolving being. You are not the same person that you were even at the beginning of this episode. And I've been paying attention to my own self and my own energy levels and really just watching how I'm feeling if I actually am getting replenished. And I notice that I have this like hyper attachment or focus on my hours of sleep or the time that I sleep because so often I'll wake up throughout the night or I can't sleep for whatever reason. Over the weekend, we are at altitude and I know that that affects me. However, we got home last night, probably maybe five or six. And I felt like I was so wired. I was so happy to be home, which also felt so beautiful and so rewarding. And that happiness of returning home to the home that we've created here, to our animals, to the birds in the yard, just to my own bed. That is all the life that I have curated and created for myself. That was a a huge energy wave. And I noticed I was buzzing around all night and realized, oh, okay, this, this joy is replenishing me. And then because of this buzz, of course, all night long, I'm like 
wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, kind of running around like a puppy when I know I need to be sleeping. I've got to get up and work the next day. I woke up probably every single hour throughout the night, and yet this morning I was still bright-eyed. I felt wired, and I knew I hadn't really slept much at all, yet I kept witnessing. And I'm like, Jenna, you normally are so – if you don't sleep, you're groggy, you're bitter – but for some reason this morning, you're happy. Like you didn't sleep, but you're not being mean. You're pleasant to be around. <laughs> you're kind of being like sunshine. What's going on? And I really, even just reflecting now as I'm talking in the present moment, I can see, well, I spent the last five days really spending all of my time immersed in nature, a lot of time meditating, connecting with myself, talking to Jake, working through my grief sharing a little bit just of, you know, my personal story with myself and with my loved ones, which are all things that I realized replenish me. I took time basically to reconnect with me, to tell me my own story, to write my own story. And for me, those were things that I'd been needing to do to replenish me, was to focus on me. And I can see now being back, it's like my battery is fully charged. And even I was a little spooked. Like, Jenna, <laughs> why aren't you mad that you didn't sleep right now? Well, for some reason, even though I didn't sleep through the night, I feel so good and do have all of this energy because I did carve out that time to give myself space, to spend time immersed in me. and. And I know now that I deserve that. And it's a really cool space to, to not feel guilty or weird or cocky about saying, I deserve to rest. I deserve to replenish. I really love the direction this conversation is going because in many ways what I'm hearing is happening is we're really expanding this definition of what rest can be. I know a lot of us you know, think rest is just those moments of stillness or moments when I'm actually sleeping and it's really not. It's all of those small moments where we feel reconnected. We're replenishing our energy. It might be in nature. We might not even be fully stopped or still, but those moments allow us to come back like you did today, Jenna, you know, feeling rejuvenated. So acknowledging that we all have that need and then acknowledging that it might look different. This, the ways that we all rest might look different for each of us. The next point to really explore for all of you listening is, do you actually allow yourself to take those few moments? Because those of you with obligations, with children, it might not be a full weekend away like we had just had the opportunity to have. It might be five, 10 minutes here and there where you're taking a moment of quiet or drawing a bath for yourself or doing those things that replenish you. Begin to explore whether or not you're actually allowing your body rest in those moments. And what I mean when I say that is, are you drawing your bath, laying in your bath or taking five moments and the whole time your mind is guilting you, you're thinking about what you should or could be doing, or you're feeling selfish maybe even for taking that time to rest. Because if that's the case, your body isn't actually going to fall into that rested state because those thoughts are stressful. You're not actually in that present moment in that rested state at all. You're thinking about what you could be doing or what you should be doing. You're somewhere else. And when we're somewhere else in our mind, our body isn't actually going to receive the benefit of that moment you're taking for yourself. And being in a rested state is being in 
a present state, which is that word again, that is woven through every conversation we have here. And that is presence. Now, for many of us, when we are in rest and we are present, that's when that ego comes in, or that's when that sabotaging voice always creeps in. And it's our work in action to be witnessing that voice, to be paying attention to it, or to kind of peel back and notice when it comes in. And even last night I was giggling in bed. I knew I made a mental note. I just remembered now actually to talk about this today on the podcast. Cause as I came home last night, I was buzzing around just really grateful, very, very present for what I've created and just very happy and so glad to be home. So of course, then I'm laying in bed, you know, kind of wide-eyed, just thinking Nicole and Molly are snoozing and sleeping. And while I'm feeling so good, I suddenly witnessed all these thoughts coming in of, you know, total sabotage. I was going over my to-do list, all the things I have to do this week, all the deadlines. And I went into panic mode and was like, oh my God, you're never going to get it done. You should write this down right now, pull out your phone, make a to-do list. And then I just started laughing because in the moment I caught myself and was like, oh my gosh, you're so just happy right now. You're just grateful and present and happy and feeling good. And I have such a conditioned autopilot to sabotage it and to rip it all away. So in a moment of rest, while I was, you know, attempting to go to sleep and my partners are sleeping and I'm in this restful, present, blissful state, because it was quiet and serene, I left all of the windows and all of the doors open for all of those demons. We could call them to come in and just start, you know, ridiculing and start pulling that away because that blissful and restful state, while it's what I'm consciously, you know, cultivating and practicing every day, it's not my norm yet. It's not where my mind will just automatically go to. I've spent most of my life in chaos, in sabotage, not in a present restful state. So the majority is over there on the sabotaging and the chaotic side. It's, you know, more of a struggle or a little weaker over here to actually be resting and present. So in moments when I am practicing that are also the moments when I'm most challenged with the past, with the past coming in to sort of begin to run the show again. And I really appreciated that moment last night because I can also see the strength that I'm getting in being able to witness those moments and being able to quickly reframe. It's my responsibility to then just choose another thought and be like, oh my gosh, if I hadn't caught that, I would have totally just gone down this rabbit hole and thrown all of this beautiful respite and presence right out the window. And then I would have laid in bed with a you know, tightened chest and my racing heartbeat worrying about tomorrow and would have gone to bed then in that stressful, dysregulated state. What you're describing, Jenna, is I think a, a big reason why so many of us struggle to stop, to become rested, just to have that that moment with ourself is because in that absence of, of doing or of that kind of external focal point, right? I'm worrying about you. I'm worrying about my to-do list. I'm looking outside of myself. Then what some of us are met with is ourself, all of those thoughts, all of those feelings, everything that we've been distracting ourselves from. So before we know it, up comes that subconscious mind and we're right back down that spiral. And 
oftentimes that happens at night when we don't have right that external focal point. Maybe we don't have our phone with us in the bed and then our mind starts to spin. So in all of those ways and going back to what you were describing earlier about sleep, um, you know, while sleep is incredibly important for rest, there will be some nights where you don't sleep well and you do have things to do tomorrow, whether it's hormonal, whether it's something going on right in the atmosphere. There's a lot of different reasons why our sleep cycle changes. And I know something I used to do all of the time. If I woke up and I didn't sleep very well that night before, I would repeat throughout the day how tired I was. I would focus on it. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Oh, I don't, can't do this. I'm so tired. And the more I told myself I was so tired, whether or not I even realized if I was tired or not, I would become tired. And a lot of us do that because when, when our sleep is struggling, when we aren't sleeping well, whether or not our body is tired or not, some of us assign all of these labels to what we are. And then we keep ourselves stuck in cycles that aren't going to help us then sleep that next night, because then we're worrying about sleeping again. So something I've began to practice is acknowledging that sometimes I am tired and I don't have to remind myself of that throughout the day. And that will sometimes then release me to be fully present to how I feel. And I might like you this morning become surprised that maybe I didn't sleep well and maybe I don't have my full resources available to me, but I might be better off than I once thought I was. Your words are your decree and your declaration. And this morning for me was so puzzling at first and really fascinating because I noticed such a disconnect. I was watching these words want to come <laughs> to the tip of my tongue to, to be miserable or to be upset or to be angry that my partner slept and that I didn't sleep. And yet I was just buzzing with energy. So I kept thinking like, all right, Jenna, well, can you really say that? Why do you have so much energy right now? Do you really have energy? Is it just caffeine? What's going on? Because there was a major disconnect with how I expected myself to feel and how I actually felt. And when I realized that, and I actually took a minute just sitting at standing at the kitchen sink and tuned in and was like, wait, how do you actually feel? You actually feel great. Like your eyes feel wide open. You feel present. You're happy. Okay, cool. You can feel that even without sleeping. Now, I hope that I sleep tonight. I, I know that my body does need, you know, that state and to regenerate and to replenish. However, I gained so much awareness about myself and really how much even I'm growing and gained so much power in the present moment to, instead of being dictated by this past expectation that past Jenna had for future Jenna, completely casting me in this, you know, curmudgeon, you've got to be miserable because you didn't sleep. I actually got to reframe and be present and then completely have a different morning that literally was just one choice away and one thought away of me tuning in and realizing, oh, okay, you actually do feel good. Now, sometimes you, you may not, you might not sleep and you are miserable the next morning or you're tired. That's also something to be aware of though. Instead of being aware of it, and allowing that self-sabotage to again come in with the ridicule, with the complaining, with all day long saying, I'm tired, I didn't sleep. Well, how could you be anything but tired if all you're doing all day is declaring that for yourself? Whatever I am statement you're making on repeat all day is exactly the box that you're putting yourself in. 
And then, of course, we can come to the conversation about, right, actually acknowledging if there is fatigue or tiredness there, making choices to limit what you're doing, of course, when possible, right? You might have had an expectation that your day looks however it look, and you might have had an endless to-do list, and maybe that's not the day that that will get done. Um, so we can work internally in terms of reframing our thoughts, and we can also work externally in terms of changing the choices that we're making when possible, right? Maybe we did have an expectation that now that won't happen today. It can happen tomorrow. And one of the biggest lessons for me as someone for as long as I can remember, all I've proclaimed is how much I want. The word that comes to mind for me is freedom. I want it freedom in my time. I just want it freedom and space in my life. And so as I created the opportunity to work as I do now and to control my own schedule and my own projects, I have the opportunity to have freedom in my schedule. However, it was really hard for me to give myself that flow of working at times and resting at other times because to create for me to have those moments where I'm producing somewhere along the way, I have to have moments of resting. So while logically I have the life that I want it, inhabiting that space of rest and figuring out for me where to place it, whether or not it's, you know, canceling obligations in any given day to give myself rest or the way I even uh, map my schedule, like my projects, giving myself space to be able to rest. And then of course, inhabiting that space in a restful way are two different conversations. So again, a lot of the times this isn't logical. A lot of the reason why we struggle to rest is in our subconscious mind. All of these meanings that we're assigning and the newness of rest for many of us. Which is why being present is so crucial and really is the stepping stone to anywhere that you're going in creating your own life or healing or creating new habits and practices. Because if you're not present, then you are run by all of those things of the past. You are going through your day, not knowing when you're replenished, not knowing how to rest. So really it does every time come back to being present, even just for a moment or two throughout the day. Now, I know everyone listening is a, there's a whole spectrum of of ages, of backgrounds, of what your days look like. And we would love to hear from you guys what what rest looks like for you. If you're someone who, you know, is looking after a bunch of children or taking care of a lot of things that, you know, seems like from sunup to sundown, you have no time for you throughout the day. Well, maybe you're one of those people and there is something that you do or a moment that you take for yourself throughout the day. What is that? Share it with us in the comments below. Maybe give some ideas. We can start circulating with one another. What replenishes you? Because there are different things for each of us. There are different windows and timeframes and availability that we do have to give ourselves. And while we do all have different windows, we do all have different schedules, we do also all have the same responsibility to make it happen for ourselves. And our lives around us are a product of what we have created. Now, for a lot of us, it's a byproduct of what we have not consciously created. It's a byproduct of what we've kind of wound up with from this life up until now, this life on autopilot. We are still responsible for that as adults. And that's why this practice of consciousness is so powerful because I was still, before I, you know, really created the, the life that I wanted or went on this journey of healing for years and really focused on 
looking at and dealing with the parts of me that I didn't want to look at for so long until I did that, you know, when my life was a struggle in many ways, or I didn't have a home, I didn't have any money, I didn't know where I was going, but I kept following my heart. Though, you know, if you really looked from an outsider's perspective, my life kind of looked like a hot mess. I was still 100% responsible for that. I couldn't just blame it on, you know, oh, my, my childhood was so chaotic and so traumatic, which it was. I've endured a lot of trauma. I've overcome a lot of adversity. And even before now, where I do have this life that I love that is aligned with me in the present, before I had this life, I was still responsible for the old life that wasn't necessarily working how I wanted it to. Now, I have a lot of compassion and a lot of empathy for myself, and it took a lot of a lot of self-love and a lot of honesty to really realize that I'm the creator of my life. If I want something different, if I want to actually have time to go away for a couple of days, if I want to start to build in time to rest into my days, I can't wait for anyone else to come into my life and show up and do it for me. It's me who has to do that with myself. So I would also challenge yourself to give yourself some moments of rest, or at least to find some small thing that you can do each day that is just for you in the present moment. And please share them in the comments below so that we can all have a conversation together and really learn from one another. Just to acknowledge here as well, um, sometimes that responsibility is in caring for our body, our nervous system in particular. So for those of us who had the chaotic past experiences, who are still, you know, living in that fight or flight or that survival mode, rest actually physiologically isn't possible because your body, your nervous system is sending your mind continuous signals that you're not safe to rest. There's a threat around you. And if you rest, your survival could be at risk. So the responsibility then here, of course, while we can't control or change what happened to us, we can't change that environment we grew up in or those experiences that we had, and our nervous system might still be dysregulated as a result of them, in those moments, what we can begin to do is create that safety in our body, is to begin to teach our body that it is actually safe to rest right now. Um, doing some deep belly breathing, as you and I often like to acknowledge as an incredibly helpful tool in terms of calming the nervous system, that's going to play a role in even creating that opportunity to rest. Because when we're in survival mode, as many of us are still living, our body doesn't feel safe enough to actually allow that rest to happen. So sometimes it means keeping that commitment to learning how to regulate the nerve, your nervous system so that you can actually allow your body to rest. Speaking of dysregulated nervous systems, a reminder that as you are exploring rest for yourself and what that even looks like or feels like for you, a reminder to be kind and compassionate with yourself. Because when you are choosing to newly practice or just practice rest in general, you're allowing space for whatever is there to just be. You're allowing yourself to be present. And if we are dysregulated, there are a lot of emotions. There are a lot of things that we all deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that 
have an impact on us, you know, that do circulate in our minds. There's things that we're concerned about or that we worry about. There's grief that we have that we've pushed down. We have a whole spectrum and a whole range of emotions, a lot of them that we do put on the back burner or that we do ignore. And I noticed this, especially this weekend while resting and while being in nature, when I let myself be present and still and quiet, a lot of what came up were tears and a lot of grief, a lot of what felt like physical pain. I can feel my throat choking up now. And I could feel that physical kind of like gnaw in my heart or my gut when I would just work through motions of grief this weekend. And I thought, you know, well, this isn't, this isn't so restful. Like, you know, people would think, oh, you want to be in like a peaceful, happy state of bliss when you're resting. Well, resting actually means not being judgmental with yourself, being present and allowing whatever is there to just be. So as you're exploring rest, also remember not to be judgmental with yourself. And if you do notice yourself judging however you're feeling, or maybe judging that rest is difficult, just allow the judgment to be. So you're judging yourself. So what? That's going to happen. It's there. Focus on the present, focus on your breath instead of focusing on that sabotage or what you don't want. Because when you focus on what you don't want, that's actually what you create more of. So putting a hand on your belly or a hand on your heart, actually feeling your heartbeat coming back into your body and witnessing your body will be an incredibly helpful practice all weekend. Anytime that I was in the present moment with myself tears would come up, that grief would come up. And I realized and was so grateful for the feelings and sensations of my physical body, because that's what allowed me to sort of coach myself through it, to know that I was okay. And to take a dysregulated nervous system back into balance, to work myself back into balance by feeling, feeling my body, closing my eyes and thinking, okay, I feel all this grief coming up. Where is that in your body? I could feel a knot in my stomach. I could feel my chest start to tighten. I could feel a physical ache. Now, our bodies have so much wisdom in them, and we spend so much time up here in this repetitive thinking mind. So at any moment when you're really practicing anything, and especially when you're exploring rest, Focus on your physical body. Focus on the physical sensations. When you can focus on that, you know, physiological sensation of those emotions or what it feels like in your body, then you're not up here in this autopilot of your thought, but you're in the present moment, which is being present with your actual body that is the vessel that's allowing your being to be here in the first place. That's the most beautiful aspect of all of this, which is that our body is physically present. Our mind might be somewhere else entirely. However, you use the word practice, and I really want to highlight that here. It is a practice. We can't control our subconscious thoughts. We can't control the dysregulation in our nervous system until we're present. And to become present, what we can control is our attention. And that, for many of us, can be the most foundationally impactful choice that we make, which is choosing to be lost in thought or somewhere else or to refocus our attention on our body. And it is a practice of doing it again and again. And as each critical thought comes up, as each distracting thought comes up, as each obligatory thought of what you should be doing comes up or discomfort in your body comes up, it's refocusing that intention 
to the act of breathing, to your body as it's experiencing the present moment. And the more you practice that, especially for those of us who aren't used to or familiar with being present to our bodies, who when we are in our bodies, there's discomfort there, we need to make that practice happen. We need to get comfortable with allowing ourselves to be connected to our body and its needs and its feelings and its wisdom. And ultimately, this journey for all of us, the journey of healing, the journey of this podcast is a journey just of that coming back home, coming back into presence, discovering what rest is for you. Where is rest in your life? Is it present? Is it absent? How can we build more moments of rest? How can we regulate our bodies so that we have the opportunity to feel safe enough to rest? Because all of that will be in service of the world around you. All of us who are carrying the obligation of all of these people we have to show up for, over time, we get really resentful of those obligations if our cup isn't filled, if we don't find a moment to rejuvenate or to replenish ourselves. Because again, that human need doesn't go away. We are responsible for beginning this exploration and building in these new moments of rest in our life. So for those of you who are watching, who are following along on the Instagram account, we are listening. We'd love to hear your relationship with rest. And we really appreciate you guys sharing and having this conversation with us and really normalizing and bringing the conversation of rest back into the picture. And I, I know we've done some past episodes talking about sex and that topic was taboo. And it's funny because rest is so, you know, it's just common. It's not racy yet. There's no normalized conversation about the fact that we are human beings, that, that we are human beings that require rest to sustain life on earth. We need rest. And yet we live in a praised society where, you know, whoever sleeps the less, the least and does the most is the one that we put up on a pedestal. So we also just, you know, your sharing and your engagement or even just your listening is really helping us create a new collective conversation and making rest a normalized thing when we realize and start to actually put into practice as, as a humanity, as a collective, the core things that we need to simply survive so that we can then thrive, it's then that we're going to really create this new, this new empowered consciousness and life that we all want to be able to do the things that we want to do, to have the resources for them. You know, we can have all these grand visions and ideas of our future self and who we want to be and what we want to accomplish and what we want to create. And if we don't actually take the time to be present and rest, then it's impossible for us to get. Well, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I don't like to say anything's impossible. The word impossible itself actually says I'm possible, though without rest, as humans, you will get to a burnout. You will get to a place where you literally do not have resources to keep going. So we're here to acknowledge rest and to praise rest and really honor that we need that for ourselves. And instead of feeling guilty about it, I'm actually feeling really proud of being responsible and knowing that I'm worthy enough now also to rest, to take time for me and to be present. So 
thank you guys for being part of that conversation. And thank you for sharing what, what comes up for you, what your challenges are, maybe what you're going to try on for rest or what came up for you in this conversation. We would love to know in the comments below, um, on Instagram, our YouTube channel, anywhere that you can connect with us. We are always listening and looking to engage. As always, thank you guys for being here and we look forward to being with you again next week.